think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. you're a few years uh, younger but this is why I like running these kinds of things past you I don't know if it was like eighth grade or ninth grade which is two different eras because eighth grade is middle school and that's mr. Hammond and ninth grade is high school and that's mr. Givens but mm. I feel like at some point somebody must have gotten like a, a surplus of Jane Fonda like jazzercise equipment that we had to do a whole unit on at one point, did you guys ever have to do this? There was like these slick mats, and you had to uh, wear those little like footy boots over oh, top of your yeah. shoes. Yeah. Did you do yeah. this? We did that, and then uh, they they also used to do. It was the like the step up platform, so it's like probably like a one and a half foot wide by three foot board that could stack yeah, on top these. of one another and you <clears throat> you had different exercises where you had them long ways and and you know like turn them 90 degrees and you'd step over them and do do, do and the side to side but <clears throat> yeah the mat sliding when you said jazz massage that i was kind of like i don't remember that but then the board sliding oh hell yeah i remember that oh dude and everybody there and this was the greatest moment now was this high school or middle school i i, I <sighs> Gun to my head, I want to say middle school, but I, you know, I I feel like it was eighth grade, like Mr. Hammond, yeah. which and 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 I just remember, I I feel like collectively everybody decided, hey, we're gonna fucking do this. You know why? Because they told us to. And what's more annoying for a bunch of middle schoolers to be doing exactly what you told them? Fucking malicious obedience. I feel like we were all out there like a fucking Palo Ono, fucking going down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Oh, you want oh you want jazz legs for grades? I'll give you the grades, right. baby. Here they go. Guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you jazz hands because I want to and sparkly fingers because I feel like it. That's it's extra credit, baby. Like indestructible ACLs as well. As well, you know, no one, even the people out of shape, the morbidly obese people, they weren't gonna tear their fucking ACLs. You're elastic at that point, you know. Fast forward, you do that ten years later. Someone prone is going to fuck their knee up. Like, oh, had to cancel the class. The more I think back now as an adult, knowing that I'm the age that these phys ed professors, we'll call them professors, <laughs> sure. these, these phys ed teachers were, like I'm their age now, right? And I have mm-hmm. to then impart this knowledge to kids. Can you imagine the school giving you a curriculum where it's, all right, we want to teach the kids aerobic exercise and we bought you this can you utilize this mr hammond and then mr hammond taking a big fucking drag off a of fatty you gonna pay me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah we'll pay you i'll this fucking do it this isn't gonna affect my uh my bottom line yeah oh you know that and that guy probably was just like <clears throat> i mean okay what we're four years apart and i'm assuming not too long before you, he probably still had boys putting on football helmets and using them as batting rams, battering rams against other guys. In football. I'm going to teach you all a three-point stance and how an offensive lineman and a defense lineman go against one another. And then, you know, fast forward, what, seven, eight years later, like, oh, we're going to do this jasmine size type of exercise. It's going to take, take over an entire curriculum for a marking period. And he's like, fuck it. Okay. Whatever. Okay, well, let's do the math here. So my okay. first year of high school, 
would have been 1992, 92, 93, and 93, 94, 94, 95, 96, 97. So, yeah. So no, 90, no, 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 no. You, you, you went 90, 95, 96, 97. No, so no, no. 93. Okay. okay, 90. Wait, let's do this. Okay, freshman 94. year. 90, uh, I'm going to do this. Freshman year, 92, 93. No, it's 93, 94. I know on. you better than you. Hold your asshole here a second. I'm just <laughs> okay. let me do it my way, and then if I'm wrong, I'll be wrong. 92, 93, 93, yeah. 94, 94, 95, 95, 96. So you're right. 93. Okay. <laughs> so I was in. I, so my last year of middle school would have been 1992. So my first year of middle school. Mm. We just went. Out, it would have been 90, 93. You're right. Okay. So okay. So I, <laughs> what was my first year of middle school, Wes? 89. <laughs> uh. 90. Okay. That's, man, think about that. Like, I mean, we're talking about era shifts, man. We're talking about, like, going from, like, jean jackets and jean shorts to fucking Zumbas and fucking Lycra and bike shorts. I remember I wore bike shorts one time. Corey Hames stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Or was it it Corey Feldman? Mm-hmm. It depended upon your flavor. Some like one, some like the other, some like both. It was a big Venn diagram. I think the ones <laughs> you had that your were, outliers. I think, I think the ones that like Corey Haim were chicks. The ones mm-hmm. who like Corey Feldman were chicks, and the ones that like both were chicks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me License to Drive isn't entertaining. All right, that's a great movie. That's a really good movie. That's a coming of age story. So, so so back to 1990, you're sitting around, you're pissing around, you got what, fucking these jean shorts on. Yeah. No, I'm just, <sighs> what I'm getting at is, is like, so 1990 was a long time ago now. Obviously, I'm not good at years <laughs> and math. Well, yeah, no shit. People who were born that year are turning 33. Holy goddamn. <laughs> yeah. And he, and- and and here I was uh, being afraid I was going to get stuffed in a locker and have to get naked in a shower. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> and you did get naked in a shower. That's okay for like half a second. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that they had that they they were definitely trying more so in like high school. This is this is this is a weird one. Uh, high school gym class. They had had a guy who was out of school for a couple years. Um. You you probably remember him. I'm not going to name him by name. It's going to make any difference. But he, through probably middle and high school, <clears throat> did martial arts, did like kind of your traditional karate. And then they thought it would be like, oh, it would be a great idea to get him back and then do like a week's worth of like karate instruction. So we, for a week in <clears> – I wasn't even taking gym class at that point. I was taking cross training, which was like your, I don't know, junior year. Like, Christ, I'd like a – period where I don't have to think about anything. I can just I can just run around and <clears throat> look at girls. Uh but yeah, no, he came in and led there's like, all right, left punch, go, right punch, yeah, right kick, huh. Someone comes at you, you jump, you do a ninja roll. All right, let me see him. Yeah. And it was Monday through Friday. And this guy who was two years older than us, by the way. I mean, us, we were juniors, he was a you know, he was in school a couple of years before that. Like, I fucking know you, man. Like, I, you sure as hell weren't goddamn Mr. Miyagi fucking leading us through well, punch, punch exercises. You say that, but like William's in jujitsu right now. And 
there's this kid, I think he just turned 16 because I think he just started driving. And I'm looking at this kid and he's like a, he's like my size, but you know, obviously like that much mm-hmm. younger than me. <laughs> and, right. but he's like, he's pretty high up on the. No, 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 you're, no, 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 you're, no, no, no. You're missing my point here. I know. I know your point. Your point is, is like you are a guy that I know that I'll probably see at a party this Saturday no, night. Not what? even that. My point is, okay, if this person who's coming to be a guest or a secondary instructor at Williams Jiu Jitsu class, that, mm-hmm. that's what you're saying. Okay, <clears throat> that that's different. The public school system solicited this guy to come into the gym class and have him give. <laughs> People who are trying to like just have a basketball elective stand in front for a week and go like red punch, left punch, red punch. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yes, yeah, that that apples to pineapples. You're, you're, okay, okay, sure. You're hiring there, right? I know. TPLES in there, yeah. Okay, but I will. What I was getting at is though, like that guy might have been really good at the craft, and so like for whatever reason, if they were trying to teach some sort of martial art. Like, maybe he was okay to come in there because I know that this kid, I actually want to ask William's jujitsu coach, hey, can I get on the mat with Mike? Because I know he's 16 and I'm Ah. almost 44. And I just want to see if my old man strength can combat his jujitsu brilliance. Like, I understand that he's, like, got this skill, but I've also got, and I'm in shape now, so I'd like to see if I can beat a 16 year old who is fully sure. trained in a in a discipline. Yeah, I think I honestly uh, I think that'd be a good. I mean, because jujitsu, um, <clears throat> yes, you can fuck someone up really in jujitsu, but in a uh, in a competitive format like that you know there is tap you know tapping out yeah you can you can you can win in a jujitsu battle without seriously damaging someone's whatever yeah. face extremities you know bones. the more i the more i watch this the more i watch these like even though you know mm-hmm. william's fucking eight years old like the more i watch even these kids i'm like i get it this is like this is how fights are ended like it's he's starting to finally get to the point where like they're showing them stuff like this will choke a person out. This will cut the blood supply off to this. This move will do this. And I'm like, holy shit. And they're not they're not wildly complex. It's just your brain doesn't know how to get there unless yeah. you've like calmed yourself down to be like, Oh, there's his arm. Good, good night. Do, do I think jujitsu one, I mean it's a uh and this is coming from someone who's never taken or practiced or done anything in jujitsu, just having read about it and listened to other people, you know, practitioners discuss the art of jujitsu. One, it's a, it's like a chess match on the floor. You're, you're thinking about if someone else is, is combating you, who's skilled in the art of jujitsu, you're trying to think about five moves ahead and then, you know, three moves ahead, they do something. Then you have to like counter, et cetera, et cetera. One, the cardio, the cardio guy, like, I rolled around with someone who was just explaining a few things to me and was winded. Like the car, the, the, the shape you have to be in, not just cardiovascular wise, but, but core body is incredible. And yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. This is why like when, the, when UFC first started jujitsu won for the most part, I mean, the Gracies were beating these big, strong dudes. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Like, rolling around the goddamn floor like 
Like me and my brother having a pillow fight? Like, no, dude. Like, he's choking you the fuck out. Yeah. You can't and, bash him in his face because he's he, he nullified that. No, and, and I'm and, – and this is me. I've – because I want to actually do it, but it's like 150 bucks a month. So I'm like, yeah. no, that's just for your kid. And so I'm like, that's just for your son. 75 bucks once a week. Well, uh, dude, I'm paying like 75 bucks a month for him to go four t- like four times a month. And so I'm just sitting there like, uh-huh. All right. I think I got it. I might even buy like a dummy. So like when I get home from <laughs> taking him to practice, I'm like, I'm going to practice all that shit they just showed William now. Like I feel like I'm getting like a little bit of like a cursory knowledge of it just from sitting on the sidelines. And I, I, I want to try it on this 16-year-old because <laughs> let me, let me, I, want, I want to show you what you've taught me, kind of. <laughs> on a child. <laughs> yeah. What a, so how, William's what now, eight? Yeah. Do you worry about him being 16 and being like a like a black belt yeah. and getting mouthy with you? Sure I do. Yeah, what are you going to just like throw, fucking put a hot iron on his chest or something or <sighs> I think maybe get I... some get some electron like some sort of stun gun or like what are, what do the mounties have? What do they carry? What the the, the, ma- like, the black the sh- Well, maybe okay, maybe not real mounties of Canada, but the mountie in the WWF in the late 80s had that shock stick. It was like that. <laughs> I don't think it was supposed oh, like a stun gun, like a like a cattle prod. Yeah, but it, but it, it was more shaped like a belly club. It was about yeah. two and a half, three feet long, and the end of it. And it oh, listen, the character, the character's prop said shock stick right on the side, <laughs> so you, you it had to be it. had to be authentic. <laughs> By the way, I was watching a Hot Ones the other day. Uh, you know, what I'm talking about what they eat the hot wings. Hot question. Oh, they, they, they interview uh, celebrities while they're eating hot wings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. Uh, they, 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 Kieran Culkin was on there, and he's a big W. He's a big wrestling fan. Okay. And they were asking him like, "Who do you think the best actor that's come from the WWE is?" And like, well, everybody thinks it's The Rock. Everybody thinks maybe John Cena. And he's like, "I gotta tell you, I think it's I think it's Batista." And the, he said, "The reason I think it's Batista is because his character." And the WWE was absolutely terrible. He sucked. And look how look how you know uh-huh. much of a megastar he's come become since then. It's like he hated him in the in the WWE, but he loves him as a Hollywood actor. So it, it's like they gave him the wrong character p- to portray in the wrestling. In, ring. in the wrestling, with that's interesting too because like I'm not saying that that. We'd had to deep dive into wrestling stars who have then become actors, either either part time or full time. I mean, The Rock's a full time actor now, mm. and he's probably, he's probably starred in more films than than any other uh, former pro wrestler. Uh, you know, uh, more than Hogan, more than Cena, and more than Piper. But uh, I mean, Batista's been he was in that that remake of uh, Blade Runner with Ryan Reynolds. He's in that this new M Night Shyamalan movie where. They're going to kill somebody. Cabin. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and All the granted, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. His character is Guardian of the Galaxy is goofy, but that's, I mean, you know, that that's, uh, he plays an alien, more or less. <laughs> well, he, well, he plays, it's, dude, how hard is it to be comical, a comical straight man? Like, Drax the Destroyer is hilarious because he doesn't know he's hilarious. Like, how yeah. do you play that? Like, you can't even see me. I've trained myself. To stand so still that I look invisible. 
I'll ask you another. Why is Gamora? Yeah. <laughs> and that was, and by the way, that was, a, that was an impromptu line. That was not in the script. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I haven't seen the Shyamalan movie. Uh, I want to, what's it called? It's like, the mist meets the, the village or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's the mist in the village. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually when I, when I was teaching at Sally's. It's, it's uh, the door next door or something like that. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> the door meets the other door. And when you open that door, you see Jim Morrison. <laughs> it's like Wayne's World do, but better. <laughs> <laughs> when you open that door, you come out to Wayne Stock. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the doors are playing. <laughs> That's right. But Jim Morrison singing "Dead in the Tub." Ah, uh, uh, Christ! What is I think we just made a really good movie there. Um, I've, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any of these movies. Uh, well, I haven't seen that movie uh, with 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 Dave Bautista. But yeah, no, he's he's carved out a pretty good. And I will like. I mean, he got into the biz later. And I think when he started doing these movies, I mean, he was already in his forties. I mean, he's he's got to be in his mid fifties now. Well, he's he he's he turned fifty last year, which is why he said this is going to be his last Guardians of the Galaxy movie, no matter what. He's like, I can't keep myself. I'm a big dude. I can't keep myself in this kind of shape for these kinds yeah. of roles. So yeah, that's kind of like Hugh Jackman thing too with Wolverine. He was saying that. I mean, he was Wolverine for thirteen years. He's I doing mean, it again, you know. Is he? He died. He died. He died in fucking. He's going to be in the next Deadpool movie as Wolverine, but the movie's going to take place before because Logan. Because Logan took place in the future, like twenty thirty. Yeah, so it'll take place before that. So uh, that movie still, that timeline still exists. But yeah, and apparently Hugh Jackman was doing some like Broadway show where he was singing and dancing. And so he said, I'm still Jasmine, Jasmine Tyson. He's Jasmine Tyson. Give him the sparkle fingers. They took it. They took it from Perryville middle all the way up to fucking Broadway. Look at that. So he's still, he said, I'm still in really good shape. He's like, I'm just going to have to murder a couple thousand chickens over the next couple of months and, uh, and hit the, hit the weights hard. So yeah, he's, he's going to do it. He's going to give it one more go. But I do think that the best WWE actor when the tail of the tape now the rock's going to have made more money than anybody but i mm-hmm. think it's john cena he did this netflix series uh shit is it called the patriot uh fucking what the fuck is it called mm. i can't remember what it's called captain <clears throat> captain captain patriot or some bullshit like that anyway dude it's 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 fucking great cuz he's got some really emotional scenes but he is like this fun loving like ignorant superhero and he just he's damaged he's meant he's emotionally damaged but he doesn't realize it and and so he's like almost like childlike and it's great it's it's john cena is a great actor i I wouldn't have said that until last year he was good in uh have you seen train wrecked with amy schumer yes i have yeah and he did like she he plays the boyfriend in the beginning of the the movie yeah and he's (laughs) having sex with her and she's like I want, I want you to talk dirty he's like oh yeah okay Ooh, I'm gonna give you my full pecker <laughs> incredibly incredibly good uh, yeah middle class holes everyone shit we're 20 minutes in Murr and Foxman no Alan Alan's Christ 
we've seen some we've seen some updates. He's in was it Cabo or is he in? I don't know Carmen Del Rey or some shit like that. I don't know. He's somewhere where they've got drinks on tap. It's all inclusive. Some guy named Miguel is bringing him everything yeah. he wants, and Alan I... probably hasn't moved from a cabana fucking in three days. <laughs> no. no, his Kelly says I want to go to bed. He's like, yeah, go to bed, babe. You do you. I'm just gonna. Say right here, this Mexican John Cena is feeding me fucking <laughs> Juan Cena. <laughs> Juan Cena is feeding me drink after drink after drink. He has, I will listen. He has messages because we, because again, we we correspond throughout the week. You know, we're trying to get some some bits and we talk about some of the comments that are made and and uh, you know try to vet storylines and things like that that we're going to talk about and you can tell at some point i don't know like mid-afternoon when he's old old alan's been uh going at it for about three or four hours <laughs> the, <laughs> the messages just keep coming it's, it's like, dude you're on vacation and then but like i never said that i was going to say that i wouldn't i've like thought about what he would say is like yeah i'm on vacation drunk i'm enjoying myself this is what i do you guys got me going yeah, well, and that's fun, especially like okay, I get it. Like you should, you should take your phone out of your hand. But if you're having a jolly old good time and it's whimsical, then fucking continue. Why not? You got no other responsibilities. Who cares? Like that shit we were going on about earlier, man. That was just, I, I that that was fine. Talking about that lady, the the, the doula. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so Alan gives a very. I don't know, high level difference between midwives and doula and doulas or doula if you're going to singular. Yes. And someone said something about that's not right. I responded, please elaborate. They responded, just use some common sense. And Al's like, oh, give me the fucking log into YouTube. I'm going to respond to her. <laughs> Fuck her. Uh, all right. I feel like. Her response means we were pretty fucking close to the line. And considering we're not experts, we're just using our common sense to figure out what it is you do. And if you can't explain it without saying use common sense, then right. you can't explain it any better than we did. Yeah, the burden of proof is then on us, people who aren't midwives or doulas or who haven't stepped foot. One of us, you, was in an, uh, you know, a birth and baby unit. One time, one time, eight, eight years ago. I'm certainly you. I'm certain. I'm certain you weren't paying attention to you know the anesthesiologist, the nurses, all the staff. Like you're like you're that astute and that focused on the person who's training your son in jujitsu. That's when you're concentrating. Goddamn That's right. when you're you're goddamn cued in on the, all the details. That's right? because I need to learn how to choke my kid out ten years from now. That's right. <laughs> or just kick him in the penis, man. It's like, all right, boosh, fucking boot him. Give him an old, you know, a late 90s jazz massage fucking free kick. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I got into one fisticuff thing with my dad and he cheated. Well, that's, I think that's fair game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wait, but well, how did he wait? Hold on, how did he cheat? I had dislocated my pinky the day before playing basketball, and I had a splint on it. Uh, okay. one of those like cheapo, uh, drugstore, you know, yeah, like aluminum, you can bend it where you can bend you it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically like to keep it from, from flexing, yeah. And I don't know, we, we got into it a little bit of a shoving match. Uh, he went to punch me, I 
push his head through a PVC pipe. Not through it, but just like he deflected off of it. And he, he reared back to punch me again. And I pulled him back through it because <laughs> I didn't want him to punch me. I wasn't going to throw a punch. And then, yeah, no, he, he ripped the, the, the brace off and yanked my pinky about three or four times, which put me on my knees and go, I went, eh! <laughs> eh! <laughs> Look, that, that, that's experience. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's experience over honor. But I'll tell you what, man, you find the weak point and you fucking put your finger in it. <laughs> it was like, I ripped my hand out. Well, I ripped my pinky out of the brace and just ran out of the fucking basement uh, and abandoned. Well, the reason he came down all pissed off is I had 30 people down in the basement partying. I ran out. There was 29 people in the basement partying. Well, they'd stopped drinking pretty much like their attention was focused on us. I just like told my friends like, fuck you. Got my car left. Y'all deal with them. I don't give give a shit. Fuck you. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say your dad won that one, hands Mm. down. I think someone, a good friend of mine, was like, oh, Foxy, I'll uh, I'll get him out of here. All right, thanks. Good night. Left. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he told everyone to get the fuck out just as like a parting gift, you know? You got to do that. Of course, you had 30 people in your fucking. (laughs) dug <laughs> out basement <laughs> it used to be me dewey and like three other people and then it became you and your graduating class yeah i mean we took a few liberties uh definitely expanded upon a, a, a few things that you guys enhanced i just i mean to start it off dewey had you know had a few little small gatherings down there and I wanted to push the envelope as a younger brother. And the envelope got pushed and folded open and cut three times and made it into a fucking giant swan haiku ball. <laughs> I like how you just appropriated every Asian culture there is. <laughs> well done. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, we're going to take a quick break. And by a quick break, I mean you're going to hear a 15 second interlude about Murr talking about warm chutney. And when we come back, <laughs> uh, Adam from the Big Apple is going to join us on Asking for a Friend and Fun Fact Friday. Stay tuned. Like a warm, creamy chutney. Get ready for another spoonful. Of the middle class holes. Welcome back to the middle class holes. Uh, shit's falling on the floor here. My recording, my recording stuff. Uh, Mur, Fox Man. I, met, I almost said Alan. Alan's not here. He's enjoying a margarita beachside with some big breasted monkey, monkey butlers. <laughs> monkey, monkey butlers. That even doesn't make any sense. Anyway, in his place, at least in part, <laughs> joining us from the Big Apple once again, our legal correspondent on Asking for a Friend, Mr. A. Calvert Esquire. Thank you for joining. Thank you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. All right, Murray, you have three stories. You're going to set up the pins and Alan's going to, or Adam, excuse me, Adam is going to legally. You've only known me for you're 35 missing, you're years. You're missing plus. the... <laughs> 
I know. And you're missing you're missing the guy, aren't you? You're missing Alan down there with his wife at Sandals Resort or wherever the <laughs> it's fuck not, he it's is. It's open toed uh, resorts. It's not even couldn't couldn't even get into Sandals. Anyway, he's you're setting up the pins. Adam's going to legally knock him down. Let's have at it. All right, here we go. Tonight on Asking for a Friend. Now, we had this other story last week. It's a woman who was cited for honking her horn, and she lost her First Amendment case. But I wanted to butt it up against this story that's coming out of our great white friends to the north, the Canadians. We're giving someone the middle finger is, quote, a God-given right that belongs to all Canadians, a Quebec judge said recently as he acquitted a Montreal man of criminal harassment and uttering threats. In his ruling... Quebec court judge Dennis Gastelakalakalakados wrote that not only was Neil Epstein not guilty, but the fact that he was arrested and prosecuted was as bewildering as an injustice as he had ever seen. Quote, to be abundantly clear, eh? That sounds Australian. Not, Australian. It's not a crime to give someone the finger the judge. has got a Greek name, an Australian accent, and he's from Quebec, right? That, that, I just want to make sure we got all the facts straight here before we, we move on. All right. All right. Dead on. Uh, he said, flipping the proverbial bird is a God-given charter-enshrined right that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian. It may not be civil. It may not be polite. It may not be gentlemanly. Nevertheless, it does not trigger criminal liability. <laughs> now, this is coming from our friends from the Great White North who don't have freedom of speech as it's recognized here in the United States. So we throw that up against this where a woman was honking a horn um, – at a protest, and a police officer said that she honked the horn 14 times as she drove past, and then she was ticketed for harassment and then took it to court. Uh, she said that it was an expression, it was freedom of speech, and that she should have her rights upheld and this whole infraction should be thrown out, yada, yada, yada. But the judge ruled that honking your horn is not a form of free speech. Why is that, and how are the two the same and different? So uh, I guess the, the reason, the distinction I would make between the two of them is that the woman who's honking her horn, uh, the honking of the horn could be a potentially dangerous um, thing to do, right? You're alerting somebody. If, if you're driving and somebody all of a sudden starts honking at you, you might, oh, geez, whoa. All right. So you don't want to, it's like yelling fire in a crowded theater, right? In a way, in a way, I guess, but in a way, in a way, but I would say in this instance, there was a protest, people, people gathered around and she's disagreeing with this protest, she claims. And so she's like, fuck you, shut up. Fuck. Like, I'm thinking, I'm imagining what each horn blast in right. her mind sounds like. So, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's an instance where that would be miscategorized for, you know, hey, look out. Right, right, right. but see, the, I think the thing is the statute, the, or at least from what I read in the, the articles, was that, that was the reason it was enacted, allegedly, was to prevent people from, well, using it in a way to express themselves, but inadvertently causing an accident. Now, they did, I think, question uh, the police, uh, police officers about that, and there's no reported case of that ever happening, so... You see what the real reason behind the law is, is just to, it's a shut up law. That's, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. This is called the, uh, I, I, I prefer the don't be a jerk rule. Mm -hmm. If you break the jerk rule, you, you might get fucked. Now, now 
Now, see, yeah, but I, uh, there are, I do see signs, at least here in New York, and I don't, I don't know if they got to be in other cities, where you're not allowed to honk, right? They say, like, no honking, you know, violation. They can, they can fine you. So, I, yeah, I don't know. You can say. No, well, but how is that? How is that even a thing? Like, what if you do need to alert someone? No, no, no. I, I mean, that, that, I you... think that's that's fine. That that's not what I'm saying. It's not that you can't honk, but it's just like, don't honk to tell somebody to move out of your way or aggressively. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. See, I think that's. What oh. the, I mean, that's why I, I'm kind of or, surprised that even those laws are around here, or I see those signs here, because how do you distinguish what the intention was behind the honk? Yeah, I mean, what if you what if you saw you know a long lost love or a, 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 a you know a, I, I hate to say it but a piece of ass from from yesteryear that you hadn't seen in a while like oh shit hey hey <laughs> you know <laughs> is that, that ticketable? Apparently, apparently in the communist city of New York, <laughs> the, yeah, apparently apparently it is. But I I like what you've done here, and I would all if you know again I'm not an attorney and I'm not trained, but. I would use that against you in a in a criminal trial. Is that you were you were attaching attention intention to the honks? You were like like if you were honking aggressively, and I think instinctively we all know what the honks mean. Like if you're sitting at a red light, staring at your phone, the light turns green, you hear like, brum, brum. oh sorry, you're right. That was a very polite honk. But if it's it's like hey fuck you man. My kid was calling me from school. He just punched the guy in the face. Like I'm going to do you. Like we kn- we know the whole, intention uh, behind the horn. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. Uh, bit about that. Where like he, he yeah, like yeah. he honked oh, the horn like, because the person was like too long at the red light, and he's like, "No, I wanted you. I wanted." It was a new car. He didn't ha- know the sensitivity of the horn. Then he did it to a cop, and the cop was like, "That was way more than a red light honk, buddy. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm citing you up." Mm-hmm. Oh, and so actually, I've been looking this up here. So, it is actually illegal to. This is a law similar, I guess, to what they had in California. Uh, under Section 24-237, New York City Code says, no person shall operate or use or cause to be operated uh, any klaxon installed, I guess that's a horn, <laughs> except as a sound of immediate danger or in connection with use as an audible motor vehicle burglar alarm. So, yeah, basically the same thing as the California one. Full disclosure, next time I get in someone's car... Uh, from the passenger side, I might hawk and be like, that's a klaxon horn. That's nice. I like that. It's got a good tone. It's got a good buzz to it. I've never heard that. T- never heard that. Klaxon installed? Oh, look, look at you. You probably got a Gucci watch too, don't you? <laughs> you high dollar motherfucker. Okay, the last thing I want to say about this particular story is, okay, is the horn, though, then not an extension of your voice Though you're trapped inside this metal box, isn't the horn a way for you to express yourself well, uh, from so, a confined uh, space? Reading actually a little bit more about this New York City thing, because this actually does, is kind of fascinating to me. Uh, there was a federal court ruling that's, that found that it was constitutional, by the way. Uh, and they found that the, here, at least, the horn honking is the number one noise complaint. Right? You're in a city with packed people. You you can't be hawking unnecessarily and waking everybody up. You, you know, mm-hmm. so that, that that's that makes sense to me. Thought it was the, it, thought it was it, a city that never sleeps. And that's, it's it's I mean it's like <laughs> it, <the> it, <laughs> yeah. 
The whole city, the whole city. Individually, we, though, we do have to sleep. <laughs> okay, so, but see, that I would also, you know, chalk up to, like, if I was out in the city street, like, just, like, yelling, like, hey, hey, hey. Like, you could come and, you know, give me a fine for, you know, uh, disturbing the peace. So, again, still an extension of my own verbal capabilities or lack thereof because I'm behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. And, 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 and what, you, could, you could do the same argument, too, for the person yelling, right? And how much is too much yelling at your, your friend or, or like, if, if you're drunk and loud, you know, oh, hey, that's a citation right there. You know, that's unnecessary. You're waking people up. Yeah. Huh? I almost want, I, like, there's, there are, okay, I did New York City sound effects on YouTube. There's the first – Christ, this thing has gotten 1.3 million views. Uh, Ten hours worth of sound effects. Let's see. Sounds, traffic, Times Square. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, well, of course I get an ad. God damn it. <laughs> it's just going to be – it's just going to be a robber, robber, robber. Hey! This is from the rain. Oh, it's some oh, – rain sleeping. Sorry. Here we go. Oh, we'll get to the ambient. Okay. Some ambient New York City noise. Adam, I want you to tell us if this is, if this is uh, actually comparable. Oh, yeah. this I heard a shotgun. I heard, uh, I heard two for fives over here. All right. <laughs> there was some intermittent hawking. Okay. I'm going to have to figure out this river, Riverside FC where you guys can hear it. My apologies. My area is actually pretty quiet. So that was, that was very similar to what my, my outside sounds like. <laughs> All right. Hold well, on. Moving hold on, on to a quieter neck of the woods. That, I what, thought we were going to discuss the uh, fuck you bird. Oh. Well, I mean, then what's the difference between, like, one one's inaudible but apparently offensive, and one is audible and not really offensive but just annoying? But isn't one more aggressive than the other? So the middle finger, I would say, is a more aggressive tactic to use uh, as a form of communication, which apparently the Canadians fully recognize as a freedom of expression and speech. Now, you pair that up with the horn, where there's actually expression and actually, like, an action that's being verbalized in a way. How are they different I think it's the, the distinction is the, the noise, right? So it's a nuisance to other people, the horn is. Um, and this, I guess the safety concerns, potentially, of, of unnecessarily using a horn. Um, the, 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 the finger... Um, might offend somebody, but other than that, it does nothing to anybody else, right? Yeah, but I feel like it, it, it amplifies aggression. I feel like the horn, there can you know you can you can write it off depending on the circumstance. There's no circumstance where you're given yeah. the finger, yeah. except maybe well, if I do it to you guys, where the, it doesn't instantly. Well, what's the difference between the giving the finger and saying "fuck you," right? So, so now are we are we saying it's it's not okay to say fuck you to somebody? Because if that's if that's what we're saying, then I'm moving. I've always wondered well, about people who did. I guess both. okay, and a the finger and fuck you. I mean, they're kind of <laughs> you know, it's like mutually exclusive. You know, why don't you say dickhead or asshole? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I, I I've got a good line. Like, hey, in case you can't read, mm. fuck you. Right? Eh? You know eh? what this means in sign language? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. 
All right. Well, moving on to quieter pastures, a judge in Delaware has ordered a businessman to hand over a $125,000 parcel of land to his neighbor after she kept her goats on the land for over 20 years and claimed squatters' rights. Burton Banks. What a man. If that's not the name of a fucking multimillionaire, I don't know what it is. Budden Banks, an Atlanta-based financial advisor, inherited the uninhabited plot of land in Ocean View, Delaware, from his his uh, father, Ralph. In 2021, Banks and uh, his husband, uh, David Barrett, decided they wanted to sell the plot of land, which sits empty and undeveloped. But he discovered that around two-thirds of an acre was being used by his neighbor, Melissa Schrock, who had erected a pen for her goats on the land. Quote, it's just always been my backyard since I was a little kid, she said. Banks took her to court to try to reclaim the land, but Schrock claimed squatters' rights, explaining in her counterclaim, it was just always my backyard since I was a kid. <laughs> that was it. That's all she went to court with. Uh, judge ruled on her behalf, and uh, th- that. so how is this a thing? Like, I get it. Like, if I've got an open space behind my house and I don't know where property lines are, I might just use it. But then that usage of real, it makes real, it mine. Real quick, you said what was the name? Burton Banks. That isn't that the person Burton who uh, traded bodies with Fred Savage? You know, one was elderly, one was a kid. They got into a car wreck. Which it's, one was it, that? I think it's called trading bodies or something. I don't know it's actually. <clears throat> <laughs> no, it's not called Trading Bodies. There's no producer in Hollywood that would greenlight that movie. Didn't it have Judge Reinhold as the guy? I thought that was the one that Fred Savage oh. traded bodies with. I think you, you guys think are both thinking no. of Freaky Friday. No, it's the, no, it's uh, it's one of the uh, Corys, and uh, the, and it's Merlton Merlton Banks or Merle Banks or Merle, uh, Edward Milton Burl, Yeah, Milton Edward Burl? Edward Burl Hans. Edward, Edward wow. Milton. This movie Burl. has quite the cast. I mean, there's like 20 big names. In this I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Adam, or Adam guys, of course, I look up. I, I misspell Haim, and there's a goddamn Corey Haim NASCAR driver. All right. I'll get to the bottom of this. Adam. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, squatters' rights. Does Fred Savage have rights to uh, Milton right. Burl's land? Right. Yeah. So th- this is a thing. Uh, I don't think most people maybe know this is a thing, but it is strangely. It, it, it dates back to. She's uh, probably the you know mid eighteenth uh, mid nineteenth century expansion uh, westward, and the idea was that if you're not using your land and somebody else is using it and taking care of it for ten years, twenty years, uh, whatever it might be, then at some point you're entitled to it. You've been you know doing stuff with that land. I mean that was the idea back then is that you want to use land, get the get the coal out, get the get the gold out, get the resources. Um, and if somebody's not doing that, well, you know, then somebody should make use of it. So yeah, it's, it's a thing. Okay. What if you, what if, what if you left and you were like, okay, I'm going to leave now and I'm going to put all these fancy, like, you know, like, I don't know. You're going to, you're going to terrace the land in some capacity, maybe like farm it, uh, put some exotic plants out there and all that. And then your neighbor's like, well, that guy's been gone for like a decade. I'm just going to start letting my goats go over there and graze. And then you destroy this landscape that he had purposefully put together to be there when he got back. And would that still uh, – if he could prove that he planted these particular like, you know, I don't know, growable things out there and that they were destroyed by her, could he then reclaim the land from her? Well, so I, I will say this. this. This does vary from state to state, adverse possession law. But 
the elements of a, I guess, what you consider common law or the sort of standard or general standard doesn't really have anything to do with that. You basically just have to be there for a certain amount of time. Uh, Delaware, I guess, is 20 years. New York here, it's 10. Um, and that you just have to be there basically illegally and actually possess the land openly, right? And the owner can't come back and say, get off, right, for that 10-year or 20-year period. That's it. So it doesn't really matter if you did something unintended with it. That's not usually an element. Now, I will say that states have been enacting uh, recent statutes, uh, for instance, New York did, basically making it harder to make an adverse possession claim because I think states are realizing that this is kind of a crazy antiquated sort of thing. But it's it's on the books most places. I would say every state has some some form of it. Yeah, but uh, I know for I mean one of our good friends Jimmy was affected by it. He sold his house. Well, actually, he was renting his house, and people claimed squatters' rights, quit paying mm-hmm. rent, and were there for about six months. And you would not. He didn't take pictures. I I helped to clean. I said I offered to help clean up afterwards. He's like, you don't you don't want to come up here. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see what these people did to this fucking place. <laughs> We've yeah. had people uh, next door at my old place. Uh, now I don't know if they claimed squatters' rights, but. Yeah, I, I, it baffles my mind, especially here in Baltimore and some of the surrounding counties, mm-hmm. what they're able to do. They're able to live rent-free for three well, months in most cases. So what – I think there's a – I guess it's sort of a distinction between the two, right? Because you have those sort of situations like, like you're talking about, which is usually like a tenant situation where the owner knows that you're there and they want you out or whatever, right? But adverse possession – is you get to then own the house or the land, and the owner doesn't know that you're that you're there uh, possessing it, but you have to be openly having it. So it's a different it's a different idea. It's sort of like uh, lost land, right, or lost property. Finders keepers in a way. So what if I knew? Yeah. What if I knew that I was going to be taking a job overseas and it might keep me for a decade? Now, what if before I left, I hooked up a Kevin McAllister style Christmas silhouette scenario where Michael Jordan's moving his way back and forth through the living room, proving that I intend to keep this property. I'm trying to keep squatters away, yet someone sees through my ruse, lives in my house, and then I go to court and they say, well, you didn't intend to use this. And I say, oh, no, contraire, mon frere. It's not about your I, intention. I set up the Michael Jordan uh, uh, train set, and this person took it down. So I did not want to relinquish my property. I fully yeah, meant to no, reestablish myself. It's not about myself. your in, intention. Uh, if that was, if, if you're planning to do that, Mur, uh, I would say that you should probably hire somebody to check in on the property from time to time to make sure that nobody is is living there and using it. Uh, and if they are, then you know, make some sort of action to kick them out because otherwise you could lose it. Yeah, but once once you – again, I'm basing this off of what I know where I live. Once you try to kick someone out and they've claimed squatters' rights, I think they have between 20 – or excuse me, 60 to 90 days to vacate. Yeah, but, but see, that's a different – again, that's a different scenario, right? The, the thing that's like happening in the, the Delaware case 
mm-hmm. is somebody that person then gets to own the land. Like they've been there for oh, 20 yeah. years without the owner knowing, right? And yeah. you, in that scenario, like the owner knows that you're there and they want you out. So it's, uh, I don't know. It, it, yeah, different, you know, apples, well, and, apples and oranges and bananas and all that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't see how a, uh, how a judge would look at this and be like, yeah, you know, uh, they've been they've been having goats there for a long time, so now it's theirs. Like, wait, wait, I beg your pardon, motherfucker. <laughs> the goats mowed. You know, we talked earlier about uh, what if you destroyed it? But in, in this scenario, the goats probably mowed that that grass, right? I mean, if that person had yeah. uh, grass or had that property, right? And you're ne- you live next to that property for twenty years. That person never visits, never mows the grass, never nothing, right? Like, like I would let my goats out there too. Get that grass cut, man. You know, I don't yeah. need to be looking at that. And so, that, you know, that's that's yeah. one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. That's what that property was worth. With Twenty years of grass mowing. You know, that's now that I agree with. Like that, that's paying for twenty years worth of of maintenance that that person mm-hmm. never had to do and could have potentially been fined by the state for not upkeeping right. the property in the first place. So, I, I mean, in this scenario, this actually seems like a pretty wholesome usage of the law. Like, it makes mm-hmm. sense in this scenario, but, like, the scenarios you guys are talking about where, like, old Jimbo's fucking house is just being reclaimed by some twat who wants to fucking throw beer cans <laughs> in the toilet for no reason. Like, this is mine now. Like, <laughs> what? No. We did, we did a news bit like... on a Virginia... Uh, someone who claims squatters rights in kind of a quasi uh, in-law suite and sold the house as is mm-hmm. with the squatter. And someone paid for it, like $700,000. Now, this is Arlington or <clears throat> Alexandria, Virginia. But, mm-hmm. You know, the property value is through the roof. But, yeah, it's like someone was like, hmm, you know, I know it's a roll of the dice, but I'm going to spend upwards of three-quarters of a million have that I squatter. I mean, the same, the same sort of thing happens here, right? I mean, you have buildings that have rent-controlled apartments and you know you can't do anything with them or raise that rent here uh, unless until that person is out or their family's out because you can pass it along right so you could buy a building like that um, you know not any of us but you know somebody who actually has some money could buy a building like that. <laughs> and and say like well i don't know this person could live here for the next 30 years or they could live there and then their kid could live here i could be Holding this building, never able to renovate it, never able to raise the rent. And thank you for exemplifying middle class in the middle class holes. We appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Always bring the the middle class in New York City. You know, gotcha. Thrive here. By the way, it's it's dream a little dream with both Corey's and a gentleman named Jason Robars. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that that flick. No, that's corporate bullshit. Nobody Nobody does. does. It's It's Corey Heim, Corey Feldman. Okay, there's some 40-year-old woman out there whose vagina just got moist because you mentioned the movie that she probably like lost her finger virginity to. So, yeah, but that's the only one. <laughs> if you're out there, reach and out finally, to me. Right. Tickle at gmail.com. I want to talk to you. <laughs> With that finger. <laughs> and finally, wrapping up asking for a friend. This one I find particularly fascinating. The, Ohio- uh, the Idaho Supreme Court has vacated Fucking, a... I just... <laughs> what? Like, yeah, I just picture the Idaho Supreme Court in downtown Boise, and it's like three steps to, I don't know, some sort of single-bedroom apartment that's probably <laughs> rent-controlled by squatters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't have a gavel. He has a potato. He just slams on the... Yeah, a, a, a dry-aged, mortar-rocked potato that he bangs uh, against uh, another potato. Man, I, you know what? I, 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 I'll say this because there's no way in hell I'm ever going to have to argue a case in front of the Idaho Supreme Court. But okay. I just Googled what that building looks like. Man, that is the most boring, highest court of the, of, of the whole state building I think I could ever imagine. It's just a box. It's a box with a couple little windows in the front. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Idaho Supreme Court ruling with a potato from a box has vacated a man's conviction for felony drug possession and delivery after it ruled that a police drug-sniffing dog trespassed and conducted an illegal search by putting its paws on the vehicle, prompting the search that led to his arrest. The court issued the decision... Uh, with three of the five justices in agreement and two uh, dissenting, uh, the case centered on a 2019 arrest of Kirby Dorf, who should be arrested for having the name Kirby Dorf. According to court documents, the officer said that Dorf was stopped by a patrol officer in Mountain Home, which is a town, after Dorf drove across lanes of traffic without using a turn signal. A second officer arrived with a police canine dog named Nero, who was trained to detect illegal drugs. While Dwarf explained to the officers that he didn't have a valid driver's license or proof of insurance, Nero uh, began sniffing around the car. Police body cam footage showed the dog jumping up against the car multiple times, including once when his paws rested on the driver's side door and window as he sniffed the upper seams of the car. So, the court ruled that this was... An illegal action. It was trespassing. The dog was not allowed to be on the man's private property, even though they were doing a search. Adam, what is your legal breakdown of this? Do you agree with the judges? Disagree? What's your take on trespassing with canines? You know what I do for you guys, because I love you guys so much. I read the entire 19-page opinion. I did. Oh, my God. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, don't act like we're the only yeah. reason. You know your little geeky lawyer, like, antennae yeah, you, were like, Just about ten minutes ago, you said honking laws in New York was fascinating. All right. So you you may have mm. you may have found this equally as fascinating. I was just gonna saying. I was gonna try and refute you there, but I think Wes just <laughs> Wes just uh just just <laughs> I had no comeback for that one. <laughs> Oh, Perry Mason, your ass right there. We're going to send right. you to the Supreme Court in Idaho. Get to the bottom <laughs> of things. <laughs> oh man! All right. So this one is is not as fascinating as uh, as honking laws, <laughs> but just a step below. Just a step below. All right. Uh, it, it all comes down to uh, the this a uh, legal term a legal term uh, called intermeddling, right? Whether or not the dog intermeddles with the car. And uh, fuck, it's intermetal. So basically, it comes down to whether the dog has <clears throat> trespassed on your car. See, now, now you would think, all right, well, if the dog, you know, obviously is in the car, right? That's a search. He's he's breached the uh, the car. Right? Yeah, window so, window down. Dog jumps in. Yeah, That's, or, uh, or yeah. even if the dog like his nose in the car, something right. like that, or even his paws, he's breached that sort of barrier around the car. So the um, what it really comes down to is is whether or not the dog has trespassed on the car. 
which I found kind of odd because I, I, I would just think, right, well, the, the, the idea is that you don't want to let the dog get a sniff of what's in the car, anything he wouldn't get by just being able to walk around and smell, right? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So they said he intermeddled with the car by touching and getting up, like, up on the window, like on the edge. I don't think they did. So it all came down to that, whether he... You know, got up on the car. Yeah, <clears throat> I, 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 I mean, we could. This could go down the slippery slope of a much larger discussion because, like, <clears throat> probably around ten years ago, I started doing some way too many rabbit hole YouTube slash forums about false al- false alarms or false alerts. Where canine, are like, okay, we're going to run the canine around, and apparently, the, I mean, again, I, I don't. This goes by state to state. I don't know if they're if it, this is you know across the board but they're only supposed to point and have them sniff around outside of the car and anytime they get them excited or have them do this or like hey, oh, up here up here what do you smell, what do you smell buddy mm-hmm. and like oh, oh he alerted he, he sat there he barked it's like a false alert and some undercover former police officer illinois state police officer did an undercover study and found that like 53 percent of alerts were false alerts and mm-hmm. in, in the greater chicago area now uh, I think like the, the 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 Chicago PD press, you know, lead said something along the lines of like, well, you you know, you can get remnants. There could if someone had recently smoked marijuana in the car, or there was some shake on the floor, or something like that. That could alert the, the officer. And then he, I guess they rebuted, refuted, and said or rebutted and said, you know, there is a margin of error. We had accounted for that mm-hmm. fifty three, and it's a, it's not much above or below that. So. <clears throat> I mean, you know, and then again, down the rabbit hole, Australia was even worse. You know, these false alerts, it came back like 70 to 75 percent. Well, I do think a lot of times that the officers have a hunch and like you, you and I don't know what the alert for the dog is like. Some some dogs it's different too. I think some dogs it's they sit down. Some dogs it's they stand at attention. And I don't know what that alert's going to be, but the officer probably has a hunch. I know this guy's dirty, I, or at least they think they have a hunch, and they use, like, ah, the dog's alerting to something. Do you yeah. mind if we search your vehicle? And then they get to get in well, there, and then they get the to, to go around. That's, that's, From that's what your I, point. Like, what, wait, explain yeah. to me what was his, did he wag his tail? Did he Did he fart twice? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think that, you know, the cops use the dogs to get what they want to do done in the first place. But I think in this scenario, he was in the car explaining that he had an expired license. And in the meantime, old Nero, uh, the wonder the wonder pooch, is out there diving onto his car. So before he even had the opportunity to either uh, accept or deny a search of the vehicle, the dog had already, quote unquote, trespassed upon his property and that's probably why this guy got off in this particular situation but do you think this is a slippery slope for all people who get their cars searched by canines and the way that like well he trespassed like you feel like every fucking yahoo on 420 is going to be rolling around town like that dog trespassed on my car like and then, then that everybody can get away with it because like there's a case that's been the idaho supreme court set the precedent for the rest of the country (laughs) Uh, uh, well, especially in this day and age, I don't think so because, um, you know, from reading the opinion, it talks about the body camera footage from, you know, the police body camera. So, I, I mean, you would definitely see a lot of that. And uh, and they've always, whatever, when they have a, 
uh, an issue like this where you're trying to suppress evidence because of an illegal search, they have a hearing on that, right? The judge questions the police officers. He questions, uh, you know, the defendant uh, and all that, and then makes a determination based off of, you know, the testimony. And sometimes he's got to make a he or she has to make a judgment call on, you know, uh, I guess. the validity of the search. Yeah, yeah, okay. and, and, and the facts. They got to make a factual determination. Sure. So, there, there, there are, um, uh, I guess. Things that would stop this from being abusive uh, in any in any way, uh, and I think you want to protect. I mean, uh, I mean, as Wes pointed out, right? I mean, how how uh, many false alerts there are. You know, if you get a dog up there and you've got him uh, up there, you know, up in the window and jumping up, I mean, yeah, you can. I'm sure that dog is going to give an alert more likely. Right than if you have that dog just walking around the car smelling. Right, that's common sense. In the uh, in the passenger side, <laughs> my dog. <laughs> there's no there's no way the dog smelled my weed. I keep it up in the sunroof. Let me okay. So let me ask you this: with this uh, <clears throat> transition of legalities, and I'm using marijuana as a as a baseline. And then we, I mean, I currently live in a state where it's legal, and then it's the the whole. Uh, medical card is going to be with you know totally withdrawn here soon, and I had to I had to I know that it varies from state to state. I know some of the other some of the more conservative states are a little slower on the uptake, but it, at least in my humble opinion, the transition is going to be inevitable. Uh, do you foresee uh, situations where you know they? they uh, a dog is alerted to weed, uh, they and, and then they find but they find other drugs. Uh. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that happens all the time. I, I would hope that as we uh, get on in years, that we'll stop teaching our dogs to search for weed because that's kind of useless, right? Teach them to search mm-hmm. for something useful. <laughs> so, right. I, I don't know. That's all. Yeah. No. I, I've actually I've been watching. I started binge watching. Like I don't know what it is. It's like airport. Narcs, basically, like they're they're trying to, they're trying to get drug traffickers and and can catch them, and now they talk about the dogs like uh well we used to train them for this mm-hmm. but now we train them for this like they can they can pretty quickly like tell the dog get the dogs learned that like we don't care mm-hmm. about that smell anymore and they can move on so yeah the, the, the dogs don't know what they're smelling they just know they're smelling something that mm-hmm. gets them a treat and if we just teach them they don't get a treat anymore for that particular smell they'll move on so yeah but uh. That's all I've got. That is your asking for wait, a Well, I, listen, man. We're gonna. Where, where is the Supreme Court of Idaho? Was Boise? I, I imagine I didn't look that up. I've been to an Applebee's in Boise, right off the highway. So I have to assume it can't be too far away. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. Actually, I think it's in it's in the back room <laughs> at the Applebee's. You want to get rowdy and rough here? We'll take you to the back uh, to beat me up. No, for fucking court. <laughs> Got a judge on hand here. He's the chef, but he'll he'll slip out of the apron and put on his robe and get ready for a fucking trial. All right, oh. get, oh, get the potato. You, you know what? I, you know, it's even funny. I'm on their website now, and they they have so. They have a picture of a like sort of a drawing of a courthouse like at the top banner of their website, and it's not their actual courthouse. It's a very nice one up in the photo. <laughs> they don't even put their real courthouse on their website. They draw some courthouse that looks like oh, this one looks nice. Yeah, put that one up there. We don't want to see. We want people to see. 
what our actual courthouse looks like. This is what we hope for. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Murr, expand our minds. Give us some facts. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. All right. I'm very, I'm very happy that our legal counsel will be sticking around for five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Brought to you, of course, by our great friends over at the Shin Splints Recovery Group. You can find them on Facebook if you have any pain below the knee and above the ankle. Find the Shin Splints. What's it called, Wes? I've even forgotten now. It's the, it's the Shin Splints. SSRG. Shin Splints it? Recovery Group, man. Oh, okay, good. I didn't get it wrong. The one I always mess up is our new friends over at Flat Earth Science, Advocates for Truth. Adam, have you joined the Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth group? I think my membership is pending right now. (laughs) They must have some some knowledge on you. You must be too much of a skeptic. You know, you're not accepting them. Well, for those of you out there... That are skeptics. Uh, Elon Musk officially launched his uh, Starship rocket today, the largest rocket ever launched from the planet Earth, the globe of Earth. Or is it? Because it actually got high enough to where it started to tumble and topple and then exploded. Why? My theory is it hit the dome and it couldn't actually escape. That's why it exploded. Not only is Earth flat, we're also in some sort of quasi-Truman show. Huh. Yes. Where have you been? It's not reading enough, I suppose. <laughs> Tell you what, Wes, you need to head on over to the Flat Earth Science Advocate yeah, I've been, for I've been Truth. trying to heal these Facebook page. One thing at a time there, amigo. <laughs> Let's get to it. Five fun facts. Let's get to your first amazing fact. Did you know Giggle Smoke, Goof Butts, and Muggles were all popular nicknames for marijuana and or marijuana cigarettes during the early 20th century. Giggle butts, muff smut, and toodle duts. Mm. Bring them back. Bring them back. I like muff smut. Muff smut. Muff smut That's something Muppet, else. Muppet smut. No, is it whole... Muggles, though. Muggles is a, is a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. It makes me wonder if uh, old J.K. Rowling was, you know, maybe on the devil's lettuce when she came up with that little storyline. Inspiration, man. You need some inspiration. Now, were these yeah, were these bad connotations? Yeah, your... Were these like labeled or titled or uh, coined to be kind of, you know, uh, I mean, I'm assuming anything from that era gives you know weed a bad name, right? Yeah, well, I figured these were all terms used at the uh, the Idaho mm. Supreme Court during cases like, hmm, oh, Mister Mister Banks was on the uh, giggle I bet you smoke. They could make a pretty nice little uh, bowl out of a potato, right? You drill a hole in the... right. That's true. <laughs> How dare you desecrate? You know, it's like the an apple potato. The apple one. <laughs> yeah. Officer Jameson, why did you bring this man to court today? Well, I found some goof butts underneath his steering wheel. The ingenuity they use with this potato is actually quite quite incredible. I can't say. It's amazing how they got all these southern uh, sheriffs up there. <laughs> you know? These two southern sheriffs. Very My Cousin Vinny and I'm in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. Well, these muggles were high on the devil's lettuce. <laughs> That's your 420 fact of the day, by the way. (laughs) Did you know, in 1964, when he was just 17 years old, a pre-famed David Bowie, who was still known and introduced as David Jones, was interviewed on the BBC program Tonight. 
as the founder of the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Long-Haired Men. Jesus. That's, even then, that's grasping at a very, like, I don't know, niche group. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you had the hippie movement going on uh-huh. here in the States, and then you had kind of like Beatlemania that was taking place, and then guys started growing their hair long. And my my lord, we were gender bending. We were starting to bend the genders all the way back then, and uh, David Bowie had to speak up for the rights of the, the long-haired hippie people so they didn't get beat what, up in the, the streets. I mean, David Jones isn't a bad name. I'm not saying that's a rock star name. I'm not saying that's a rock and roll Hall of Fame name. But when did when did it become, you know, this just isn't enough. I need something to get me over that hump. Oh. The monkeys. <clears throat> monkeys. Davy Jones. Monkeys uh, called him that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People say we're monkey around. The lead oh. singer was Davy Jones. So when David Bowie started to become a rock and roll front man, he couldn't exactly go by the same name as like the guy who was already situation. famous. What was what, what's that? My Michael Keaton's real name is uh, uh, Michael Douglas. Oh. Ah, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Well, and Michael J. Fox's real name is Michael A. Fox. <laughs> there was already a Michael. There was already a Michael A. Fox, and so he was like, "Well, J. rhymes yeah, with A, so I'll just I do that. that." That was it. That's it. That's but it. it's uh, his yeah, long-haired like... advocacy. And, you know, there's actually a really good, you should, there's an interview from, I want to say it's like 1997-ish where someone's asking him, and God knows how they went down this rabbit hole of an interview, but they asked him, Bowie's one of those guys, yeah, he was a a rock and roll Hall of Famer, but I think he was also quite enlightened on a lot of things, you know, not an expert, but the guy... State in shape his entire life. Red was a Buddhist, et cetera, et cetera. But he gave a pretty good prediction about what he was thought was going to become of the internet. And they, they, they you know, he what did he pass away like six years ago, seven years ago? See, yeah, it doesn't and seem like they, long, they were yeah, playing that, been. you know, kind of as a tribute to when he passed away. And his his words on what the internet was then in 1997, 1998, and what it will become are quite. Haunting slash enlightening. Just put it that way. Yeah. No, he wasn't a dumb guy. I mean, you can't stay in the yeah, public limelight that, for like but, 50 but years. To, uh, if you're... Listen, I'm not saying it was Nostradamus, Nostradamus, Nostradamus like <laughs> prediction, but it was, you know, for, like I said, just a, he's not a lay person, but for someone in his position to predict the way it was going to become is like, wow, holy shit. That's wild. Adam, have you guys had any in the legal uh, realm? Have you guys had any run-ins with uh, the whole chat GPT thing? Like people like coming up with like you know statements or cases based on what oh, the AI yeah, would yeah, tell it's them. Yeah, it's a pretty big thing in the legal community right now. Uh, yeah, well, they they had a really? chat GPT okay. that was going to serve as somebody's traffic lawyer and represent them in court. And uh, I think it was in really? California, and the bar association filed a lawsuit, got it shut down. So it didn't happen, but, uh, they raised the bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of people think that it's going to be, I mean, it could be used to draft pleadings and papers. I mean, just sort of your, I was like boilerplate or even just like a little more than boilerplate sort of documents or, 
but maybe the bar associations could get laws enacted that say that they can't be in that, uh, can't be drafted by a computer and it has to be mm. done by a person. I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how, wow. how it pans out over the next 10, 20 years. Yeah. It, because like you're, you know, what you guys deal in is so, it's so dense and complex. Like I feel like an AI supercomputer could probably go through all the legal statutes mm-hmm. a lot quicker than you guys. Yeah. Uh, they passed the bar exam. One of them passed the bar exam. Right. Um, Give them like, you know, wow. a public defender or what you're talking about here. I mean, hey, hey. <laughs> what is love? <laughs> what is a law? <laughs> Resorting back to Idaho Supreme Court case 44322. <laughs> what is trespassing? The public defender's like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Did you know? Since 1932, every incarnation of Yankee Stadium, which originally opened 100 years ago today, has included a version of Monument Park, a mini-museum meant to honor the great names of the franchise's history. While in its fenced, while it's fenced off now, uh, the monuments themselves were once a part of the open center field around 460 feet from home plate, and balls would often bounce off the memorial plaques, which uh, remained you know in play. You damn well I knew this. Come on. Yeah. I know you did. I know you did. But the lame layman person, uh, it, did, it did not. Now I I feel like I remember this. Like before they knocked down old Yankee Stadium, weren't they right out there? No, uh, the well they, they were past the center field wall prior to, to knocking it down. Yeah, so uh, you had your center field wall. Or Monument Park sat a little. I think there was the bullpen. Or there was like a bullpen there. It was bullpen, right? but it ended. Yeah, uh, Monument Park was like just left of center field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it wasn't like dead center. And in the original version of it, it was like four hundred and seven, four hundred and sixty feet or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, you got some balls that bounced off of it, but they kind of thought, ah, no one's hitting it out here. And then, and then, then these guys started <laughs> drinking more beer and smoking more cigarettes and fucking blasting them way the fuck out there. Tiger Stadium had a had a flagpole in center field like right on uh right on the warning track until they tore that sucker down in like 1999 uh a couple oddities like that yeah the uh polo grounds i was what was i looking at the others i think i was reading i was reading the natural right uh have you guys ever read the book by the way it's fantastic yeah i mean i read it (laughs) picture form (laughs) um anywho I was I was reading the natural a couple of weeks ago and uh the polo the polo grounds like the dimensions of it if you look at like it had like a 440 foot right field or like a 425 foot left and then the center was I mean it was crazy just like yeah, some of the dimensions of these old the old ball the old yeah. ballparks you look at um <clears throat> this is, I'm getting it really nerdy with you Melot who was mm-hmm. a first baseman outfielder for the the old New York Giants and it's listen I Great baseball player, Hall of Famer nonetheless. But you look at some of his home run numbers, and any historian always writes like, "Yeah, he had a 250 foot line to right field." Mm-hmm. No wonder the guy hit fucking 500 some odd home runs. I mean, yeah. Jesus. Now, you know, it is what it is. There's a few. There's a few other guys that benefited. Sam Usual benefited from a short right field porch in Old Bush. Um, a couple of old Phillies. So. Well, before we get too nerdy, just a simple yes or no. Pitch clock. You guys liking it? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Adam? I, yes. 
I'm not speaking for okay. Adam. I heard him say, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, no this 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 baseball yeah. season has been. I, I thought wondrous I gonna, to watch. I thought it was going to piss him moan about the, the shifts and the bases. And I'll be honest with you, it, it. I wish it wasn't what it was, but I like what I see. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. I don't like the ghost runner at second I don't, for some reason. I, did, I would prefer but, if but they get either rid way. Of that All right, and well, made it. Uh, if it's still tied after 12 innings in regular season, it's a tie. Yeah. I, I, you get three I, I, innings to duke it out, and then postseason, you can play as long as you want. Okay. Fair enough. I'd like the ghost runner at first. Okay. I think that's my bitch. I would just move him over one base. I think second's too easy to score from because you can do that on a single to right field if you know you got a fast guy, mm. which you're obviously going to put a fast guy in yeah, if you got a fucking last ghost runner. So anyway. You can't just pick, you know. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, we're all learning together here. Just like this next fact. Did you know? Oh, Scamania County, Washington is officially a Sasquatch refuge. Mm. Do the Sasquatches sort of... know that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would, I would, you know, they may not be as intelligent as us, but, you know, if they can you know, read the signs, like, you know, the, the guy walking like that, like over here, like they're going to walk over there. I feel yeah. they, they determined this in the Olympia, uh, Supreme court <laughs> or, or excuse me, Washington state Supreme court located in Olympia. Sasquatch, Sasquatch County I, I, is a, is a, what the, what the hell's the county's name? Peacock County is a, properly anyway. is a Sasquatch hide-and-seek <laughs> refuge. They play the best hide-and-seek, no demand, I, or Sasquatch alike. I only picked that one to watch Wes's <laughs> eyes roll. And finally, did you know, in Iceland, a euphemism for going number two can roughly be translated as playing chess with the Pope. Wow. <laughs> That's, uh... Do you, you have any... Or you got nothing. I've on got this. Nothing, nothing where they came from. Nothing on this. I mean, I was I was I was actually I read this one earlier, and I was trying to explain to Maria like, hey, you know how like you say taking the kids to the pool. She's like, what? I was like, Has you never heard that? I was like, it's like you're giving birth, and then you drop them in the pool. You're taking the kids to the pool, so that makes sense. <laughs> Playing chess with the Pope. I don't know how that makes sense. I would love if I had one interview question. For an Icelander, it would be, how do you play chess with the Pope? And then they would probably giggle in some fucking Viking, <laughs> and then they would say, I don't know. If I had one question for the Pope, I'd be like, hey, did you know in Iceland, they refer to taking a shit as playing chess with you? <laughs> what do you make of that? <laughs> or I would like to start a meme that only Icelanders would get where a Viking yeah. is playing chess with the Pope. It's obviously checkmate with the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Get in there. <laughs> oh. and, and that, my friends, is oh, yeah, a yeah, fun yeah. fact. Alrighty. We, okay, look. We have it, – it's not necessarily a dealer, dealer's choice. It's going to be a uh, – it's going to be a player's choice before you go segment. Is an eagle uh, who is trying to hatch a rock gets an egglet of his own or Netflix – Netflix shuts down its original DVD by mail business. End of an era. What do you guys want to hear? Okay. I vote for the eagle. eagle. All right. So Murphy, 
31-year-old male bald eagle uh, at the World Birds World Bird Sanctuary in Valley Park, Missouri, uh, started gaining fans last month after a now viral tweet from a visitor showed him sitting on the ground in his enclosure. Uh, near him was a sign assured onlookers Murphy was okay, just a little confused. Quote, Murphy is not hurt, sick, or otherwise distressed, uh, the sign said. <clears throat> he built a nest on the ground uh, and is very carefully incubating a rock. We wish him the best of luck. So old Murph ate a rock and then shat it out and thought it was an egg. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and wait, wait, hold on. Let's the see. story continues, though. What did they yeah. do for Murphy? I they gave him an eaglet. They gave him an eaglet of his own to raise. So they tricked this bird into thinking that the rock he was sitting on was an egg that had hatched, and then they gave him a fucking eaglet. And I am 100% against this because this goes against everything evolution has ever been designed to fucking, like, weed out. And that's the Murphys of the eagle world. Adam, do you concur? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't. This is like uh, the tro- giving trophies to to the kids. Everybody, right? I mean, <laughs> like, no, giving... sorry, sorry, Murphy. You're not. You're not cutting it. You're not. You know, you can't do it on your own, bud. Yeah. There's just no participation trophies for the <laughs> yeah. like the, the the national bird. The national... Mm-hmm. No. Okay. <sighs> America is too proud for that, right? <laughs> Or is this a sign of the American times? Is that we just go ahead? Okay, Murphy, you can have your baby bird now. Is, is Murph? Is that? Is, I assume it's a female bird, or is it? Is this a sign of the times? Is it? Is he a trans bird? Uh, doesn't he doesn't gender identify? You gotta give them what they want, or or else. <laughs> Where did this go? Where did this go? 31 years old. I wonder what that is in, uh, let's see, bald eagle life expectancy. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like menopause. I don't know. Years. I know, but this is, the, this is my, this is, okay. The Netflix story, the reason I vetoed it is because like, yes, it's sign of the times, DVDs are dead, blah, 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 blah. But the fact that there's an eagle sitting on a rock and you're like, oh, I feel so bad for that eagle. He think that rocked an egg, even though he ate the <laughs> rock and he shit it out. <laughs> And it's just, I get that we want to save these birds. The eagles aren't endangered anymore. Like, it's time to fucking put a bullet in Murphy's head is my point. If Murphy was living in the wild, Murphy is a, look, is a is a mentally challenged uh-huh. bird yeah, that needs uh, to be eradicated. Murph's 31. They live in uh, in the wild 15 to 25 years is their life expectancy. Uh, they'll, they'll do longer in captivity. So he's on borrowed time. Or she. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the tour. Murphy, they, they again, they didn't gender identify here in, in this. Uh, he, I, I, gender, he's mentally challenged, or she's mentally challenged. He ate a rock and shouted out and thought it was a kid. He goes by, he, <laughs> that was a, that was a fantastic bird call, by the way. That was almost as good as Wes's, uh, Thank New you. York City sound effects uh, earlier. <laughs> Hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) Uh, No, okay, they did. Okay, it is a father. So even worse, they said, but hindrance hasn't stopped the 31-year-old from being an adoptive father. So even worse, this 31-year-old male bald eagle doesn't even understand that it's a male. It shat out a rock and thought it magically gave birth. 
it, it's in its you know twilight years, well past menopause. You know, I, I think this is a better message. I think there's a better message to this. This is a, oh? this, you know, yeah, this is a, a single man who took on a needy child, right? I mean, that's a traditional woman's role. Uh, you know, uh, good for Murphy. It's like, it's like yeah. the Mandalorian. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But not at all. Yeah. This is the Wild Bird Sanctuary in Valley Park, Missouri. It's just going ape shit over, over this. I, I'm I'm glad there's someone who thinks that there's there's good from this. I know Murray, you were like, <laughs> Murray's like, yeah, dumb eagle, dumb eagle ate a rock. Shout it out. Thought it was his kid. It's like, ah, oh, awesome. I'll read about it. <laughs> By the way, when you talked about, because uh, I I got ready for both of them when you talked about the DVD. So okay, not fuck it. We're gonna talk about it just a little bit. Netflix is doing away with its what DVD to rent. Yeah, they still do that. They still have that service where they send DVDs in the mail. You watch them, you send well, them back in the little red well, envelope. Not now, they still right? do that. They're good. They're, they're okay. Right. That's if the this point. This is like one of those movies where I'm getting shook down by wise guys or gangsters or kind of rogue do what they want to answer their own beat cops who are like trying to get information out of me. You know, I'm like the peddler on the streets. You're like, ah, oh, he's got all the information, like jam a gun in my face. Like what? When's it ending? Like that ended years ago. That ain't around no more. <laughs> Legitimately gun to my head. I'd be like, God, that DV- Netflix doesn't give out fucking DVDs anymore. Dude, I got a guy at work who actually I sent the story to because he still gets the DVDs in the mail, but he gets them in the mail. He doesn't even watch them. All he does is he gets them in the mail and then he burns them and then he puts them in his DVD collection so that he has every, he's trying to collect. He's basically trying if the Library of Congress ever burns down and all is lost, you can go to Rich's house because he's got he's got every American movie ever made because Netflix sent it to him. And I sent him the story because I, I thought he'd be upset by it. And I, I talked to him today, and he goes, "You know, I'm actually kind of relieved." I said, "Why is that?" Addiction. <laughs> I can't. St- and I can't stop. You should ask him if he has Murphy a a, bull, a bald eagle story. <laughs> what, what, what was the uh, what was that movie I, earlier from earlier, Wes? Dream a little dream. Dream a little dream. I, I did. I looked that up. Uh, by the way, uh, what do you think the rotten uh, tomato meter? Because mm, I'm I. The thermometer. Ooh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 27 percent. Critic. I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna go like like 40, 41, six, six. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go audience 34. Wes, you wanna you wanna get in on this action? <laughs> this is this is like a very like black sheep answer. Like, do you know how fast you're oh, going? Oh, sorry, it was oh, nine. I the, nine. I apologize. It was oh, nine. well, yeah, of course. <clears throat> do you know how fast you were going? I get this puppy up to a one forty, going seven. Uh, the, the audience ometer. <laughs> let's see here. Thirty one. Thirty one. Sixty seven. Oh, the people. Mm, it's, it's a movie for the people. Finger. That's, yeah, that diddler got crowd the out quarries. there. Yeah, I know who it is for. We got mm-hmm. some old guy. <laughs> it <laughs> is not Burl. You're right. I, look, okay, forgive me. A movie that I watched when I was seven years old. I'm a little flaky on that. I, I got one of the quarries. All right. God, I wish I would have noticed both quarries. Yeah. 
Anyhow, anyhow. All right, we're going to hold off on uh, listener comments until Alan gets back next week. Alan, I hope you get sun poisoning and alcohol poisoning at the same time. You won't because you're Nicaraguan and you could probably fall asleep in a drunken stupor by the pool and wake up and be like, oh, I feel great. Uh, <laughs> come back next week. Adam, thank you for joining us all the way from the uh, – did you have any questions for us? You think you think we covered everything legally? You think we got top to the bottom? Oh yeah, uh, I got my whole notepad over here. I wrote all these questions <laughs> I was going to ask you guys instead of going to sleep. Because <laughs> we have all these areas of expertise that we are that we are professionals in. But remember, you can find the middle class holes on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Middle Class Holes. Just type it in, search it MDL in. MDL Class Holes some it. of them, Middle Class Holes and others. Tickle our tummies at gmail.com. <clears throat> we did get an email. Keith sent it to us. We're going to hold off on that until next week. Oh, hey, I don't know if it's going to happen next week or the week after, but uh, Airheads, good, bad movie review. And we got a, we finally got a 9-11 truther who's agreed to come on the show. That's right, folks. He's going to debate the topics in the very, at least in his eyes, controversial subjects of 9-11. I feel like this is my fault too, by the way, because I, this guy sent a message and then I instantly text Wes. I was like, dude, this guy's going to try to drag you into the 9-11 deep water. Don't take the bait. And then three hours later, here we go. It's nonstop fucking private messages. And then I finally jump in like, look, dude. If you want to talk about it, we do a show well, every goddamn he, Thursday. I, I had to <laughs> Facebook message him, Facebook video message him personally from my own from my own account in order to convince him that I wasn't a government agent. And then immediately he goes like, "Oh yeah, I knew. I, I thought you weren't a government agent." I was like, "The whole time you were calling me a fucking gun." <laughs> Christ! I'll put a tune in for that one. Oh really? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thanks, thanks. One of someone who we have on as a guest the most. You pick and choose when you listen. I appreciate that. You just didn't do it. I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna tune in for that one. No, it's like uh, it's like the fight this Saturday, right? The ah, fight this Saturday right. is gonna be a good fight. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna pay for that one. You know that show coming up of yours? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be watching that one. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, if you got any good uh, if you got any good tips, let let us know. All right. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, wait. Enjoy, everybody. Thank you. Enjoy something. That whatever. Thanks, fellas. Enjoy yourselves. (laughs) 